Hey guys, welcome to Actively Begging, a weekly podcast where we discuss various topics and debate them. I'm joined today with Jake and Tom. My name is Steven. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you, Steven? Oh, doing well. I'm actually got a nice beer here. I got myself a uh, what is known as a hoppy camper. It's actually Harpoon IPA and Harpoon Wana Mango beer mixed together. Highly recommended for all you basic beer bitches out there. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like trash. It's fucking awesome. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, <laughs> so today I Listen. am drinking my tried and true as always tequila, but also oh, God, the yeah. mother of tequila, my my base, my Espalon. You Espelon. guys have been victims of Espalon mm, many very times. Very nice. Yes. Yes. Every single time if we've hung out with you. <laughs> Espalon <laughs> or anything silver, really. That's it. Jake, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Modelo left oh. at my apartment, courtesy of Tommy. Hey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a fun night the other night. We we, we hung out. We played some games, uh, some Quiplash um, that was a good night. Yeah, that was a lot what of fun. I yeah, I recommend that. A lot that. of fun. That's- yeah, quit blast. F- fun party game. Great party game. All right, so as the first podcast, just to give a little bit of a background as to what this is, uh, each of us are going to bring up a topic, and we're going to debate them because we love to debate. So I am going to bring up the first topic here, and my topic today is a little... It might be a little controversial, but I th- I don't think it's I don't think it's as controversial. It's so given the uh, the Notre Dame burning down, how do we all feel about preserving art? Um, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. I mean, I have never been there. <laughs> French uh, Jake. I know. <sighs> yeah, Jake, <laughs> Frenchy over there. I'm gonna call you Jacques um, for the rest of the uh, debate. I think Jake, you were you went to France, right, Jake? That's Jack. They don't have Jacob in French. <laughs> Is there a difference, Jacques? Jacques. <laughs> I did go to France. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Beautiful country. Did you go to Notre Dame, Notre Dame or, or? I walked around outside of it. Oh, okay. So you actually didn't go inside. So I don't think, Tom, right. you've never been to France, no, right? No, I've never been. Yeah, neither have I. Uh, so basically the big story was that, you know, uh, millionaires were pledging all, like literally millions of dollars into this fund to rebuild this uh, church, essentially. And... I guess I really want to know, like, what? How do you guys feel about preserving art? You know, spending a lot of money to preserve art. What do you guys think? I think to drill it down a little more. I think art and culture are why we live. It's a quote from uh, uh, Dead Poet Society, Robin Williams. You know, lawyers and mathematicians figure out how we can live better, but art and poetry mm-hmm. is really why we live. Um, but I think the real root of the debate that's come up with all the money that's been raised is if we raised all that money to feed the hungry in Mm. Africa or to build an infrastructure there, could that money have been better spent? In my opinion, that's where I really question. There's no doubt in my mind, art is a worthwhile venture, but to, you know, fund all this just for a national landmark for something that was beautiful, but people are starving to death. Is that worthwhile? But I'll turn it over to Tom for an initial read. Uh, Yeah, you know, I kind of second what Jake was saying in terms of when it comes to culture, I think it's very important to preserve culture. You know, what are some of the coolest things that you've ever gotten to do in your life? Uh, I'll never forget I was able to take a trip to Colombia and I visited the old city in uh, Cartagena. 
and it's a city built in 1500 mm. i think don't quote me on that but it was so <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool to 1500 around there around there a long time ago <laughs> but, right, you know it's there. an old coastal city one of the first cities in the americas and it was so cool to be able to see that and experience it and you know you don't want to lose that you don't want to lose your history and art is part of your history mm-hmm. and part of all of that, yeah. those things that make us who we are. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's important, but at the same time, it's like how much should you really invest in it when you can be doing other things with it? Yeah. So this is where I'm going to just throw a wrench into this because, you know, I I agree to an extent of what you guys are saying. Like, obviously, if, if I had to choose between, you know, a picture or – uh, feeding a hundred people, I'd I'd pick feeding a hundred per- people a hundred percent of the time, um, and that goes with kind of anything. Um, I don't think that art is above anything that could equal, you know, better roads, better, you know, housing, better anything for people. But I guess my point more when I thought of this question, I was thinking about what when you create art, you know, you you obviously you want it to last and you know if you enjoy a piece of art you want that to last as well but at the same time like art is meant to be like an almost an ever changing kind of like living piece of physical thing you know when a painter paints something they don't paint that painting as far as i know i don't <laughs> last time i checked i did not paint anything that deserved to be in any museum <laughs> but that painting like that painter did not paint that painting to be put in a museum he painted it because he felt that well, he, he or she felt that it needed to be on a piece of a paper. Um, it, it, it's different reasons for everything. But, you know, it's almost like saying, like, if you went up to the painter and said, hey, this this thing is destroyed. I don't know if the actual painter would be that upset about that. You know what I mean? Like, they would just be like, all right, that's great. I'll just create something else. You know, and I, I think that there's something to be said about getting out with the old and in with the new. Uh that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I disagree with that generalization of thinking every artist feels that their work can be replaced by someone new. I think. But what about from themselves? Like they want to create something new that they created. You know what I mean? The arch- the architect who built Notre Dame, whoever he was or she, long dead, mm-hmm. um, and built something so beautiful that millions of people travel a year to Paris just to see it or whatever. And yep still relevant today and we can't you know this is going right into game of thrones with bran and his memory of all of humanity (laughs) and how that's what keeps us human that everlasting memory and you can't forget where we came from or we'll make the same mistakes is is, uh team night king over here just wanting to get rid of it bring (laughs) in the new listen kill all life i'm team i'm team uh (laughs) basically i'm team uh productivity all right and Art is not exactly productivity uh, <laughs> by any stretch. But I, I just – I kind of feel that, you know, we're we're reaching a point now, you know, uh, in, in, in my opinion. Like we're going to be reaching a point where we're, we're going to have to decide as a society if we're going to want to spend those tax dollars or spend any kind of money on art that's going to be falling apart, you know. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing physical lasts forever. And – is it worth us to keep this stuff around? You know, this, the, you know, even the things you've seen in Cartagena or even if, you know, 
we go down to New York City, you know, obviously uh, nobody wants anybody to get hurt. But like if some if uh, if the uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral, you know, crumbled and fell to the ground, is it the worst thing in the world? Like, can we just put a new church there? Like, why? Why does that matter? Like, why do we need to have that? piece of art from the past i mean it, i think i think that's the biggest question you can think me. of it like people in your life too you know you you could have new people in your life all the time but you you really care about the people that have been in your life for a while they give you an identity a lot like these monuments or these art the artwork that you see in certain cities you know it gives the city an identity of who it is and what it is and what it stands for and you don't want to give your identity away for nothing and i mean in terms of the people funding it from my understanding, it's a lot of private people, right? It's not, you know, the French government paying for the restoration of Notre Dame. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So well, in this case, yes, So spend it the is. money the way you want, uh, you know, spend your money however uh, you want to. Yeah. In this case, it, it is a, uh, it is a, a privately funded, you know, venture, but overall, you know, when somebody's creating something and then we try and preserve it, that's a publicly funded thing, you know. Uh, you know, keeping the St. Patrick's Cathedral going is publicly funded. That's public. Like, what is so wrong with letting, you know, that come down and getting somebody from our own generation to leave our own mark? I'm surprised, Stephen. You're such a communist. Usually, I thought you'd be for public funding on on uh, no. <laughs> restoration projects for I'm art. Not, I'm definitely not. A, I'm not a communist. For I just believe, I believe that oh, we're not going to get into it. We're not going to get into yeah. it. for another time, audience. I, this is an interesting, I think we could even bridge this into something more interesting where New York City, uh, the Twin Towers fell. We rebuilt what was there. And I, I do believe it was uh, funded partially, at least by the government, building mm-hmm. uh, the Freedom Tower. Yep. Um, but I could see but that they did it. I, they did it differently, and they did it in a new style, new architecture. To half of your point, Stephen, they did it in a newer way. Yep. That was not just rebuilding what was there previously. They did it in a new way, but to commemorate what was there before. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have the memorial there. It's too. that idea of growth, gr- growth with respect to the past. You know, should we be rebuilding Notre Dame the same way it was previously? Well, I mean, um, not so much that. I, you know, I. I think I don't. First of all, I do not think they're going to rebuild Notre Dame the way that us uh, or a new generation would build it. They're going to try and match that inch by inch as as much as they can. Um, I'm just picturing them out right. there with a hammer and chisel, <laughs> like it's six, yeah, know, like it's right? 1600s. No, I'm just kidding. Notre Dame, I think, was a long time before that. Yeah. Well, the, one of the most iconic things about Notre Dame is the that rose, uh, big, gigantic stained glass piece that's in the front didn't that get it's blown kind of like out the iconic something? no it's it's fully intact so really the only thing that that came down was that spire and the inside got obviously a little bit hurt or a little bit uh beat up but overall most of it was like stonework so the fire never reached levels of heat that would melt the stonework you know what i mean so in this case in this case in this specific case there there's there's a lot of uh Jake, tell Bella there's a lot that. of yeah <laughs> that little devil there's a there's a lot of yeah a lot of the money that's being put into this is just going to be rebuilding the spire and all that um i don't know I, just to me it seems that 
we're, we're preserving all of these older pieces of art, but we're not really appreciating some of the new stuff that's coming out. Well, have out. you seen some you of the know, new stuff? Like a, like I a mean, sock nailed into I'm the wall? I'm not an artist. That's modernism. <laughs> that modernism, uh, a bed hanging Tr- from the ceiling. Trust me, no, like, one, no one wants to see my sock hung in a wall, especially after <laughs> I went to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Just, just my thought. Like, you know, we we go through phases in in our, uh, I guess, in you know, what do you call it? Like, in our lives or in generationally. Like, why does it matter? Like, Notre Dame, Notre Dame is a, it was a historical landmark. You know, we have documents and we have things that can prove that it was there, and we have photos now. We, you know, you could take like a three D tour of it. Like, why do we need to have it there? I don't know. It just it just seems like I would be all right. I wouldn't say like, oh, let's knock it all down. But it's like, hey, if that thing burned down, it would suck because we lost some history. But in the end, it's like it's art, you know, and we, we, we can move on and also create something new, create something that, you know, we could tell our kids and their kids and all them that, hey, you know, you're I knew somebody that was around when this was built and, you know, it could represent our, our time right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm almost ready to give my final opinion on it. I think I do want to address, even though I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but this is also a religious building that means a lot to people more than just art. Um, <clears throat> but to give really my final opinion on it, and not to relate it too much to 9-11, but when the Twin Towers went down, mm-hmm. and now today seeing the New York skyline with something there, it means something to me that we rebuilt and yep. we did something. And there's just the idea of... You know, let the old die and keep looking forward. I disagree. I think life, you got to look backward and appreciate what was there. And that's the only reason we're here is to live our life and to care about what we care about. And Notre Dame is not insignificant today. Millions of people travel to France to see it. It's very significant. Mm -hmm. It's an important part of that country of who, you know, it's, it's tough for us Americans to speak about what's important to the French. But a lot of people clearly cared about that. So that's why it's important to them to rebuild it. And I don't really think we can judge them for that because I know personally seeing the Freedom Tower means something to me. And I'm happy we rebuilt even at maybe an expense of a taxpayer dollar. Um, so I'm happy it's there. Mm-hmm. And I understand the effort to rebuild it. Yeah. In in all fairness, though, the, the Freedom Tower was built to generate money. So it's a different kind of building. And I could I could what, support. Was it, though? Initially, definitely not, in my opinion. Um. Definitely Initially, not. I think that it always is it, it, it the the towers that did fall were money generating buildings. Um, you know, they were literally there for businesses to rent out and to generate money. So, to, yes, that is the idea. But to my knowledge, the Freedom Tower doesn't even generate enough money or is not even making a profit yet. There's not a lot of renters in there yet. Really? Um, yes, they have the observatory up top. But to my knowledge, it's not profitable yet. Uh, and they're still filling up, you know, it's going to be there for X thousand years, whatever, mm-hmm. however long a skyscraper lasts. I don't even know, but and um, to kind of, I know they're not full. Like back Jake's point up is building the Freedom Tower meant something uh, to America, but really to even us as New Yorkers and being all of us from born in New York. I mean, you, we, we needed to build something there. Like, I mean, you can... You can equate them similarly, but it was different because the Freedom Tower, you know, it was an attack. 
So when when it came when it came down to nine eleven, it's like we need to do this. Not 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 because you know we lost something that you know was a definition of our skyline, but also to kind of just like just say fuck you, and like here Mm. we are. I get it. You know we're still standing. I get it. But now bringing it back to but. I think the sentiment yeah. is similar there, even though it was a mistake of whatever happened during restoration. Definitely. Um, Definitely. But now bringing it back to Notre Dame, I mean, that is a landmark that identifies the city. I mean, the city of Paris, and that's yep. so huge to them that how could they not? Similar to the Twin Towers, mm-hmm. you know, it really defines, or even more than that, Notre Dame defines, it's one of their like, marquee things of make that makes Paris what it is like I've never even been there and I know that oh man you go to Paris you got to go see you know the cathedral you got to go see Notre Dame and I think Mm -hmm. that they for them they have to do it like there's no option for Mm -hmm. them in my opinion it's you don't want to give up even though I agree with you Stephen you want new things and like you want to build new things you don't want to lose the things that you have you know, you still want to hold mm-hmm. on to the identity and you could have different identities within a city. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I really I really came at this uh, from the Notre Dame perspective, but I guess in my mind, I'm thinking about, you know, a lot of those like paintings, you know, that, um, you know, like uh, there, there's that famous painting that is of uh, I think it's Mother mary or jesus something like that and somebody had to restore it and repaint it and it looks like garbage now (laughs) i have not seen that i really want to see a picture no Uh, i'll send it to you guys i it's just like it's just those kinds of things that like notre dame notre dame or dame i I, how the fuck do you say this thing i i I literally have no idea i'm just saying it like the college the school i'm saying it. yeah the college (laughs) we have notre dame but then we have fucking notre notre dame in uh notre dame it's like god how do we say that if we have any French listening, uh... no, Jacques here speaks French. He knows it. <laughs> I definitely do not speak French. To be clear, <laughs> whatever, whatever. We, um, let, let's go around once uh, and see if uh, any of our minds change. Kind of give a conclusion, Jake. What, what's your feelings on this one? Save it. Save Opinion it. stayed the same. All right, Tom. Save it, but also like those millionaires should maybe donate a little more money to charity at the same time. Hmm. I, I would agree with that. Obviously, like I said, I, I am for utilizing the money, you know, for those public works in terms of, you know, saving people. Then I did switch my opinion. I went what? in this really thinking that I wouldn't. I know this is very unlikely on the first podcast. I really did go in here thinking that I would be like, OK, you know, as I went, as this conversation went on, I would convince myself more and more that I would not want to save uh, artistic or, uh, you know, the past uh, past things and spend a ton of money on it. But I think, I think there is like an intrinsic value to even saving something like the Notre Dame or, uh, you know, even something like St. Patrick's, like people do come to St. Patrick's in New York city and it's always fucking crowded and it always makes side note. Sorry to interrupt. Did you see that somebody was seen with like gasoline cans outside St. Patrick's oh trying to burn it down? Like right after the France yes, event I, happened. I That's do know wild. that. Yeah. Crazy. Man, so everyone dumb. trying to get their 15 minutes yeah. of fame. Yeah. Yeah. He was saying something like he was trying to put gas in his car and then they went into his car and his car had plenty of gas. It's like, come on, man. Just leave your car empty. You would have been fine. <laughs> By the way, so beggars, so I weird. need you to realize how monumental this is that Steven changed his answer. You will never hear this again, ever. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> let's be honest here. I, I really, I really your came kids, at this. Hide right. your wives. <laughs> World is ending. I came in here with a with a weak argument. It was really bad. I, I really, you know what this actually stemmed from? It actually stemmed from at work. We had this discussion, and you know, I work with someone who just has happens to be very uh, pro saving art. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I agree with saving art. I don't think I'm that unartistic, but I just can't see, like, why would, you know, if I'm a millionaire, why on earth would I donate a million dollars to save a church as opposed to, oh, hey, I could give that million dollars to anything else, <laughs> literally yeah. anything else other than, like, a politician. <laughs> like In my own personal life, I think there's definitely a line for art. And if somebody's starving and yeah. I could save five hours, spend five hours to feed somebody or spend five hours to save an artwork, mm-hmm. I would feed somebody. And that's my life. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's in my right to question other people's values. And if they want to spend the money on saving art, then go for it. I don't know, it. man. But- you give a man a burger, he'll eat it for five minutes. You give a man Notre Dame and he can look at it forever. <laughs> he, can be he can be inspired to earn to his own better life. Maybe. <laughs> oh my god. Good deal. All right. Um, all right. So that's good. Let's move on to the next thing. Uh, Jake, you got a topic today? I have a topic. Mine's more of a situation. Uh, what would you do if? Ooh. All right. Your significant other and you are out at a bar hanging out. You end up talking to other of your friends. You turn around. And for the sake of our group, I'll say your girl is talking to their dream celebrity. So you see it happen across the bar. You're talking with your friends. You're letting it happen. And you realize your significant other, your girl is talking and they're they're very flirty. How long are you letting this play out before you interfere, if at all? Hmm. Now, for the sake of us, I'm going to use the example. My girl's dream would be James Lafferty. You guys may not know him. One Tree Hill star. Awesome that's guy. James that's Lafferty. Her, that's um, it? But I think Some for all of us, yeah, that's that's hers. But I think for all of us, we could picture John Hamm in my mind is like the <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Oh, damn. This, yeah, Hamm exactly. Like, Chris this guy's a baller. Take me away from them. Yeah. Real quick. yeah. <laughs> You're having half that experience of, wow, this is so cool versus. Yeah. Getting a little jealous, things are escalating. At what point do you mosey your way over quick? You let it play out a bit. You letting them do what they're gonna do, and let your significant other have that moment, that claim to fame. Where mm. are you interfering? So right off the bat, this is a tough one. Um, I'd like to say that if this if this did happen to me, I would be able to hold this over their head and be like, "Hey, if this if this works out for you, then." <laughs> When it, when my time comes around, you gotta let me. But there is no way in hell that any girl that is a celebrity is gonna Shut get up, into this. Slayer. So, Shut up. all right. For the record, we call so, Stephen Slayer because he was single for about three weeks in his life God. and couldn't keep females off of him. All right. All right. Let's just put it this way. All right. If I if I had to, my initial reaction would be to go over and to introduce myself and to like get not get in the middle of them like you know because I, I wouldn't be like oh hey like you hitting on my girl like i would just be like hey you know uh hey you're chris hemsworth like i'm a big fan i love thor you know etc etc et i loved you in uh, the new men in black movie <laughs> but i don't know uh i don't know like wow that's a tough one jo- tom i need you to i need you to talk for a second i gotta think about yeah, this no now problem and listen just for reference uh we call steven the dino that is his nickname, <laughs> oh my God. and we call him that for a reason, because he's a very big boy, <laughs> and I'm just going to leave it right there, so I don't think he has oh anything to worry about. 
You're spreading lies. You're spreading lies all over the internet. First person ever to so do that. Personally, <laughs> spreading lies over the internet. Please. I'm the only honest one right now. Um, so I would have to. I really, honestly, knowing myself, I would let them. I would let them talk it up. You know, I would let her have her time to talk to them. And I would probably give them a, a significant amount of time. Like, I would. I would, it also depends. This is, this is hard. So to, to add on into Steven's situation of already saying that he would interfere, even if you do interfere and, or if you're not, it's just getting progressively more flirty. You try to interfere, you try to talk to him. He gives you quick answers. He's nice, but he keeps talking to your girl. He keeps flirting with your girl right in front of you. It's really, at what point are you making this awkward and like shutting it down? Like, like Tom, it's a valid answer. You're going to wait a while, really give him their due, but maybe she's not going home with him. Like, that's your line. Or are you interfering once he's like making a move at the bar or before that? I'll be like, hey, hun, did you eat cheese tonight? I kind of smell something weird over here. <laughs> you know how you smell. <laughs> Sabotage angle. You know how your stomach gets after you eat dairy, hun. <laughs> Let me tell you we something. We should not have gone to that fondue girl, place. Woo, after after a slice of pizza, she can light up a bathroom. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Going along with you, what you said, Tom. You know, I really did try and picture a situation in which I would be. I don't know about okay. Like, I'll be honest with you. If if a girl that I am with, who I am seriously with, goes up to a a guy, any guy, and is interested in that other guy, I wouldn't be jealous. I would just be like, all right, like I know I know where I stand now, and I would take that going forward. But then I but then I'd be selfish <laughs> and I'm thinking about it. And it's like, God damn, if if Olivia Wilde walked into that and for some reason like she just got LASIK or her eyesight was off or she thought I was somebody else. <laughs> Like pupils dilated. Like if I had a shot with her, I would take it. I would take it. So, in the interest of being fair, I would try and let it go on as far as I could. You're kind of like thinking of the scenario of the the list, the celebrity list that you make with your significant other. Like, well, if I ever run into A, B, C, or D celebrity, then I have carte blanche to do what I want. That if I have the opportunity yeah. to have fun with them for a night that I'm allowed to. And you kind of want to roll that dice, Steven. That's that's the thing. I think I think in, in the interest of trying not to be selfish and trying to be fair, I think I would honestly let her do her thing and see what so happens. So you're a swinger. Because, yeah, I guess. I mean, Ooh. it would have to be someone really good looking. Like, like almost good looking enough for me to want to jump in. <laughs> so, I mean, who says you can't? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good does, point. does who the celebrity is matter because i feel like i'd be even more intimidated if it was like denzel washington versus someone young like a chris evans or chris, a, like nah. you know chris evans a little younger like obviously you could beat me up but i would be like hey you're younger like back off my girl but if it was denzel he's an old man he's got the style the suave and i'm like i can't say anything to this man he's gonna do whatever How he wants lucky right would now. you be if your girl was like i really just like anthony hopkins like phenomenal actor, <laughs> you don't. I'm not intimidating him sexually at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, see, all that, right, fine. See, that's great. Like to me, it's more of a like, what does she like that that represents me? You know what I mean? Like, so this girl I'm, I, I'm I've been seeing lately, she's into Ron Weasley, who's Rupert Grint, what and, and Prince Harry. What? 
So it's like, oh, what the God. fuck? Like, who, who, is, like, that doesn't represent me at all. Like, those are like redheaded British thing for you know, fairies. And I, I guess Prince so. Prince Harry's the older one or the Pri- younger brother? Uh, the one who just got married. The younger. The younger one. Megan Markle. So she, yeah. like, yeah, into so, Ed Sheeran, too. Oh, by the way, like, what's, what do girls see in him besides his angelic voice? I guess it's the voice, man. Hey, when you're making millions of dollars, you look very good. You look very tasty. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I find out of myself. Like, as I get older, I'm finding myself to be, like, more attracted to older women. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've always been like this. I've always liked mature women, like, in terms of, like, their, the way yeah, they Betty act. Betty White is a smoke show. <laughs> okay, there you go. Betty. But, like, in general, like, the older I get, the more I'm just like, oh, man, like, I could totally see... Uh, like Julia Roberts. Like I never really thought she was that good looking, you know, back in, you know, I'd say like the early two thousands. But like when I even like look when I look at her now, I'm like, holy shit! Like she's really good looking. Like, goddamn. And it's like I think as I get older, I like think my tastes have like changed. And I think like if if my if my uh, I guess my significant other was like, oh man, I'm really into, I don't know, Justin Bieber or. The guys like that play the vampire and the werewolf from Twilight. I would kind of be like, I don't know about that. That seems a little creepy, and it seems like a little uh, so as doesn't long really as represent. You find me. the guy creepy. hot, you're okay with it. But if you think that they're weird, I guess looking, so. I guess so. Yeah, that might be it. That's a opposite distinction yeah. that yeah. I would think. Like, like Tom said, Anthony Hopkins yeah. is that you said? almost like I respect their, I respect her like opinion about that person. You know what I mean? Like. Like, oh, I'm going to go hit on uh, Anthony Hopkins. I'd be like, okay, that's great. Like, I, I could see what you could see attractive in Anthony Hopkins because he's, a, you know, very talented. Um, you know, he is a he is a classically good-looking older gentleman. Um, but he, I could understand that. Even Morgan Freeman, like, you know, you, you've seen his work so much. Like, he's he's very respectful. But, like, I don't know. You like, know Morgan Freeman's got a Dino. You know that. <laughs> oh, maybe he might. He might. I don't know. <laughs> Steven, I think I think my issue with what you're trying to say here is if my wife was attracted to a Chris Hemsworth or something, it would mean she's got a desire for someone who's more macho, more manly than me, and I'm not fulfilling that. But if it was somebody like a Ron Weasley where it's just like she's got like a quirk interest that's like she wants to have fulfilled or something, I'm like more okay with that. <laughs> you're right. Then it's like, all right, you do your thing once, that's oh all right. God. But like come back to what's normal (laughs) sure but if like you know it would bother me if it was like hey i'm not being man enough for what you need to fulfill your life he's just more manly Mm -hmm. than i am there's nothing more interesting necessarily you know i don't really know chris hemsworth on a personal level but if she was going for him it would just be for those more muscles you know smaller penis (laughs) all those things (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I, uh, I get what you're saying i get what you're saying i just i think it's to me it's more about like my respect for her choice like i, I would get like i would honestly be more critical about her choice you know because my choice is like in my opinion i mean you guys know them all like olivia wilde Anne hathaway um like hermione granger i mean those are all pretty i mean Anne hathaway is a little weird um you and your girl seem to have I a mean, Harry Hermione Potter Granger's fetish. Hot. Like you Seriously. can't say what's what's her name? Uh, I wonder <laughs> what you is. guys are role playing as. <laughs> Levy, you lose Emma your Watson. Akio <laughs> <laughs> <Akio> pants. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know, Tom. What do you think? What do you think All right. overall? Like, what do you, what are you feeling? You you haven't talked a lot. <sighs> yeah, you've been making yeah. fun of me a lot. Yeah, you know. 
honestly, for myself, I'm not, I'm not a very jealous person. And in order for me to date somebody, I, you know, when I get into a relationship, I have the utmost confidence in somebody. Maybe that's a reflection on, you know, my life experience. And I've never really had to deal with, you know, anyone cheating on me or anything. But when I'm actually dating somebody, like, I let them have fun because I, you know, I kind of just believe in myself and what our relationship is. And like, you want to flirt with Chris, Chris Hemsworth for uh, Chris Hemsworth at a bar for two hours. Well, I kind of want to also. So go have fun because I know that you're coming home with me at the end of the day. Mm. Well, here's the point, though. In my scenario, it gets to the point where your girl kisses him at the bar lightly at first. Do you do anything? starts to leave with this guy at the bar oh yeah the second he like second he kisses her i'm punching him in the fucking face right away okay right away that's my line we just gotta find the line lined up i'm lined up unless unless but like before that before that he touches her on the arm nothing there you're like okay don't get me wrong i'm watching okay i'm like i'm like at the corner of my eye hawkeye is third at the corner of my eye but then i mean okay Unless she was like, hey, Tom, like he wants to have sex with all three of us. And then I'm like, all right, I'll take another shot of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> you take one for the team. Yeah, all right, Jake, know. what do you think overall? Uh, for me, I would definitely let it play out for a while. Um, but even at the touch of the arm or something where it became physical contact, I think I would step in. And I would, you know, maybe try to play it nice at first, but I would make it awkward quick if he kept trying to, you know, shoot me away or something. I'm with you, Jake. I think if I think for me, it would be I would be okay with the flirting and I would step away. But like even even as I said before, in terms of being fair, fair being fair, I I would flirt with all of these people. But I don't think in the end I would go home with any of these people. Um, You know, I think I, I would. Let's hope. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm like 99% sure I'd be able to resist it. But um, I, I'm, I really do think that I would be able to resist it and I would go home and I would expect the person that's with me that, you know, to do the same. So I would let it go on, but I probably wouldn't let it get to a point of physical contact. I mean, if, they, if she was touching his arm, I, I really wouldn't mind her. Uh, he was touching her arm. It, it would be like like intimate contact is when I would step in. And I would probably do like a little thing. You know, step in between me and Thor. You'd be like, what up? Yo, come you, at. you look just like me in the last Avengers movie. <laughs> you literally look just like me. <laughs> it's honestly uncanny how, how much you look alike in the new Avengers movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. I mean, that's a <laughs> sexy voice. All you, need, gets me. all you need is like, like thunder to come down and all of a sudden your beard is braided and you have two weapons. Yep, that'd be great. And uh, by the way, by the way Fortnite oh. in that thing that was great. Oh, great. Meek, Meek, he's like, Oh, this guy, he's hold he's... on, guys. All right, audience beggars, spoiler alert. Um, that we're talking about Avengers right now. So if you haven't seen it, just pause it or tune out and come back after you see it. If this is even released, <laughs> <laughs> hold on a second, time out. I just went into. The, the chat and Steven, you said the picture of yeah. the Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Like that. What that... is, what is the name of this? So people can, can check it out for themselves. Uh, What's the name of this painting? It's a Jesus painting in Spain. Um, it was restored in 2012. <laughs> Nin- it was a 19th century painting. Um, 
not helping, yeah. but <laughs> it is. If you guys just Google it, use uh, you can find anything on Google. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my whole yeah. life. Yeah, I think I'm gonna start if we talk about something online. Like, I think what I'll do is I'll put like a a little link thing. Social media. Let's get yeah, we can do social media, media or we get actively begging at Instagram. Yeah, like or yeah, or we could just use the um, the in the comment section or in the uh, description. I'll have like kind of like a link link dump or something like where I could just put what we were talking about on the website. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll see if we actually do that. This is definitely the first Instagram <laughs> post. Hundred so percent. All you beggars. This <laughs> is be the picture of the episode. <laughs> This is getting created really as funny. I. So I've, I'm surprised you guys didn't hear about this. This was a pretty. Uh, that yeah. is a terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's like on if a. If I paid a million dollars for that, I would not be pleased. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Alrighty. All right. So, uh, I think uh, so. Do we? We got in our last thoughts there. Mm-hmm. Um. Tom, you got you got something for us? What yeah, yeah. Well, for, first and foremost, I mean, my uh, my topic is a little uh, pop culture oriented, so cool. I just I want to talk to you guys about Game of Thrones. Nice about the last episode, Battle of Winterfell. So if you haven't cool. watched Battle of Winterfell, please tune out. Go watch it. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing my North Remembers hoodie specifically because nice. I wanted to talk about Game of Thrones. So, well, I mean, what are your what are you guys' thoughts on the episode? Initially, uh, just to get this one rolling, I I like the episode. Um, I really do wish that we were able to see the episode a little bit better, but I, I get I get they're trying to maybe make an illusion there. Um, my, my problem with this episode, and listen, overall, I, I I would grade this episode as like an A or a minus. Like I'm I'm very happy with it. My and I hate to like bring up like things I hate, but but that's basically that's what that's what you do though. That's always what you do. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I feel like that's just what everybody does. Like, oh, I liked it, but this, this, and this. And for me, the but is <laughs> the strategy that <laughs> Jon Snow fucking had on the field was idiotic. <laughs> and I'm not even that big of like a strategy guy. He just was an idiot. Oh, my God. And you could I'm read. fight you on that wasn't even John. That was Danny. No, John was the one that, I mean. Regardless of who it was, idiots. They're all idiots. Like, whoever made that. Danny's still the queen. John is not. Like, they had that side talk, but Danny is still the one that's. Yeah, she may have approving. approved it, but he probably. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he made the actual plan. Well, John's only plan was yeah. kill the Night King, right? That's his goal. And, yeah. like, that's that's the winner. That's the home run swing, is you got to kill the Night King, right? But, the, but they all left right. their army out to get slaughtered. Absolutely yes. slaughtered. Yes. There are so many ways to stall armies like that. Like, okay, have I ever been in a zombie apocalypse or a zombie situation like that? No. But, for instance, I wouldn't just let my light cavalry just f- fly into <laughs> their army with no sense of direction at all. The second thing I would just say is all of their armies were on the other side of the barricades. So they would have to, like, crawl over or go through those like narrow channels of those barricades they built. Why did they just put the barricades on the other side of the army so that they could? Yeah, that whole like know, swarm them problem that the they barricades. dealt with right in the beginning, and they lost like half their men yeah. on that like zombie charge. Gone. Yeah. Why did they do that? They should have just lit the barricade up as soon as they saw them, 
and fought him and fought him like through the barricade. But let's be real, Ar- Arya. I mean, oh my god. Everything that she did in this yeah, episode, everything from the second she lined up on the wall, she was the best one standing on the wall. She looked the most professional. She's never even fought in a battle. Yeah, I know. She was cool. What do you think, Jake? Totally. Uh, I'm a little less critical of the episode. I didn't even mind the darkness, really. I don't know if it was what I was watching it on or what, but, you know, it was a little like, what are Danny and John doing up in the air the whole time? We knew they were sort of toiling with the Night King, but. Yeah, they just. They just did nothing. I don't know. I did, I loved the episode. Let me throw that out there. I loved it. I thought it was kick-ass. Um, I, we could have logic debates about sending the horses first, but it's all about just creating that drama that had to be it. that end moment, you know, and it sucks that all the the uh, oh, the horsemen, what are they called? I'm Dothraki. drawing a blank. Dothraki had to die. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Um you know, but it really made me feel real emotion, and that's all I'm looking for out of these episodes. Yeah. You know, you felt the pain of loss. My boy Jorah going down. Ugh, it's been my guy right. since day one. There's a way one. to go down, though. That's how I, you go I, down. I, I know. And, like, yeah. for a show, I'm a pretty stone. You know, my wife always yells at me. I never cry on any of our girly shows we watch. Whatever, any show, I never cry. But, like, literally watching Jorah go down, like, hit me. I was like, Whoa. Did you? Was it the second Not that time I cried, you cried? But <laughs> it was. I did not cry, yes. The only movie to ever make me cry. Shout out to Armageddon, Armageddon and baby. Steven. You guys. As young boys crying. Crying <laughs> together. It makes no sense. I don't want to close <laughs> my eyes. Because I'm going to oh, cry. Great. But, uh. To finish that off with the awesomeness of, uh, you know, Arya doing that made me, you know, this episode just made you feel every emotion in the book. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have a real complaint about it. You know, I agree with your, what yes. I would call ticky tacky complaints about it, but I don't have much more to say about it. All right. Yeah. All right. So now to segue into my question, you know, and it was actually brought up and considering it was the battle of Winterfell and it was the zombie attack. Okay. So I'm going to pose a, would you rather you're going to. Would you rather be in a real life version of The Walking Dead or a real life version of Game of Thrones? Uh, Walking Dead, hundred percent. Because I l- initial answer, I'll say Walking Dead too. Is what yeah, I'm, I'm I'm taking Walking Dead too, just because I mean Game of Thrones world, that world sucks. Like everything about that world. Wait, well, who am I? Okay, who am I in Game of Thrones? Like. Am I a fucking like peasant? Like who the fuck am I? Because I may- are you you're a Rob- peasant now? You're, Rob you're Stark. a peasant then. <laughs> if I'm Rob Stark, I'm fucking Rob Stark. Game of Thrones, hundred percent. You get slaughtered at a wedding, yeah. and you watch your your uh, pregnant wife get stabbed in the yeah. fetus. But you live. Oh, but everything before. That. <laughs> yeah, you live like a king. That's awesome, man. That's your dad, awesome. Your, your dad gets his head cut off, and you go to war, and you're winning the war, Shit and then sucks. you get married to someone you, know you love, and then die? all of a sudden you start losing the war, and the next thing you know, everyone you know in love is dead. I mean, listen, in that situation where I'm Rob Stark, yeah, that would suck, but in the Walking Dead situation, you're literally on the lookout for drifters you're on the lookout for zombies you're on the lookout for anybody that's going to kill you like you can't even go to bed you can't go to bed that confident like you have to literally be on edge the whole time whereas in game of thrones yes you you are living in a medieval time and while you're traveling it's hard but like if you're a king you know you have people around you that are you know you're 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 protected, you know? I mean, you're not 100% protected just like anybody else in this world. But in general, 
you're more protected than everybody else. And yeah, I, I would definitely pick like, even if I was Jon Snow, like Jon Snow as a bastard, like, yeah, he had a crazy path, but you know what? He always was fed and he always was like, you know, he, he got good training. He got a good education. I, I don't know. I, I think, I think that world as a, as a monarch is not easy to live in, but it's definitely more preferable than scrounging around for food every day and trying to find a place to live. Yeah, but would you rather deal with the walking dead mindless zombies or would you rather deal with the horde mind, the hive mind of the uh, White Walkers? That's a different question. Think about like if, I mean, but like you have to count it because they're in the world of Game of Thrones. And let's be real, the good guys, the good guys won out of sheer luck. Absolute luck. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) they won out of writers writing it that way, but. Um, I mean, Cersei didn't have to worry about it. So I think to yeah. Stephen's point, it really does matter who you are. If you're chilling in King's Landing, the yeah. dead didn't even matter. All right. All right. Fair. But listen, I mean, you're not going to, in terms of, I guess, to counter you, Stephen, counter your, uh, you know, you can't sleep or you always have to worry about if you're in the Walking mm-hmm. Dead world. I mean, if you just come to mine and Jake's settlement in oh, God, Southern Canada around the Great Lakes region, I mean, you are, it's, it's going to be paradise up there. I fucking hate you. No. All beggars are welcome to our paradise in Canada you're, after the zombie apocalypse. DM the actively begging Instagram <laughs> and let us know that you're in. We will give you <laughs> coordinates and we will start our own society. Jake and I, obviously, are the two so absolute dumb. rulers. So dumb. To everybody out there, I just want to let you know, <laughs> do not go north in a zombie apocalypse. You're going to die of some sort of freezing or cold temperature and then you're going to blame these two morons and you're not going to have a way to blame them. You're just going to blame yourself as you slowly freeze and die to the elements. And I'm not going to be sorry. I'm literally not going to be sorry because you guys are dumb for doing that. You guys are fucking idiots. It's, I highly disagree. Steven. I think that you're the fool. Oh, my God. So dumb. If, if you were to ask me which kind of zombies would I rather face, obviously the Walking Dead zombies. I mean, you literally have it's, – it's the, it's the argument of – you know, uh, fast zombies versus slow zombies, you know, you're, you know, with the slow zombies, it's a painfully slow process of killing, but you have a higher chance of survival, especially me. I am not running at all fast. So any zombies going to catch up with me <laughs> that has anything to do with speed. Um, but I will say it, either situation, it, it if I was given the situation of Game of Thrones, I probably would pick Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, I guess given the situation you said where Rob Stark or royalty in a medieval world fighting zombies versus being a plebeian in a Walking Dead world, I agree. You know, knowing where your next meal is coming from in Walking Dead, they just make that seamless. But that's, you know, a lot of people just die from not having clean water, dysentery, shitting in the backyard, and there being infection passed by that instead of burying it. Whatever, like, stupid yeah. stuff could kill So much more stupid stuff could kill yep. you than the show even exemplifies. So yeah. Civilization's definitely right, so better. so then what threshold of, like, um, hi- like, social hierarchy in Game of Thrones would it take for you to switch to the other side? So, for example, you got peasants, or you got the poor, then you have the super, super poor, then you have peasants that are kind of just like working, you know, paycheck to paycheck, then you have, you know, a lower tier of like merchants and whatever, and, and on up, you know, you have knights and lords and kings. If you tell me I'm Dorthraki, <laughs> I'm definitely not being... <laughs> yeah, they live, they live the life, man. They ride horses, they kill people. Yeah. 
They banged until they sent to slaughter. Into the picture, Danny. I'm I'm fucking leaving. I'm like, all right, peace, boys. Come on, blood rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're right going now. somewhere else. This white lady this gonna kill us all. She's gonna make us get on a boat. I know this place called Alexandria. It's in yeah. Maryland. I think the in the end, um, you know, if I had to choose a position to be the lowest i i would probably pick a knight of some sort you know something where i have say as to where my life is heading cuz that's where that's what i draw the line in cuz at least in a walking dead scenario yeah you don't have that ability to uh pick where you want to go because of technology and whatever but and cars being down and all that but you do have a say you do have a say into how your life is going to be lived and in that world in Game of Thrones world, you're kind of tied to whatever your status is. So as long as I could kind of figure out how my life is going to be lived, that's that's good enough for me. So whatever, whatever that is, a knight of some sort or maybe a, a lord. I don't know. I don't know what the lowest that would be. Anything higher than a peasant yeah. or a yeah. foot soldier. Soldier. Ed Wasn't Ed Sheeran in All right, uh, makes sense. Game of Thrones for an episode? Yeah, yeah, he's a foot yeah, soldier. Yeah, he's a foot soldier. He dead. <laughs> he dead. He dead. Yeah, I think he got burned to death by dragons in the last yeah, season. Yeah. Yes, I did. I did read that. <laughs> you heard a beautiful. I heard a beautiful scream. It's like, oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, and dragons. He was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what do you? Uh, I mean, I really, I do want to say Walking Dead, just because how many times have we spoke about like getting your boys together and living through the zombie apocalypse? Like, could you do it? And like Game of Thrones is just like living in medieval times. With a combination of there's like this super powerful demon that is coming to kill everybody, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick just out of pure selfishness and me wanting to do some wild shit with the boys. Uh, I'm, I'm boys. Go, boys, 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 boys. Uh, I'm going with uh, I'm gonna go with Walking Dead. And because I really wanted, I would want to see how we would yeah. do, you know, how we would fare in that world. And I, I mean, I want, I mean, everyone thinks that they're going to live. Everyone thinks that they're going to be like, yeah, no way I'm dying. But let's be real. Like one of us is probably going to die real quick. Steven, I mean. The one going <laughs> I south. So. Yeah. So dumb. Uh, I have <laughs> a funny story. So I was talking to someone I work with on this uh, about zombies in general. And I, I asked her, I was like, and she is a little bit older, but uh, she, I asked her, I was like, Hey, if you were to be in a zombie apocalypse, like, would you fight? Like, how would you, what would you do? And she just looks at me. She goes, I would want to become a zombie because I would just look out for people that I hated and go after them. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) Right, that's respectful. You know, like she's basically gonna want to become a zombie so she could go after the people she hates and kill them, which is fair. I get it. (laughs) She could eat them with no remorse. I guess. Yeah, why not? Join the winning side. It's not. It's like the Super Bowl favorites. You know, it's like I don't blame you for picking them. But uh, are you calling the Patriots zombies? Yes, Yes. their fans are. (laughs) Oh God, I can't take it. No, I, I I like the question. I think I think. uh if I if I had to pick a final answer, um, and I didn't get to pick where I was at, I'm with you, Tom. I would like to keep my my life the same in these times because I don't think that I honestly don't think if I was dropped into 
a, even a royalty role in Game of Thrones. Like, I honestly, I wouldn't know how to sword fight. Like, I know how to throw a sword around and an axe around, but I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm sure there's specific things that, um, like training and things that I would definitely lose at. Whereas in this this world, at least I know kind of how to, you know, survive. Like, I, I would at least be on the same level as everybody. Whereas in Game of Thrones, I, I really wouldn't. Like, I just would be dropped into the situation and I would have no idea what, what to do. Especially if I'm... Yeah. I mean, if I'm a king, I'm picking Game of Thrones. But if I don't get the choice, I'm going with... We're gonna... Let's be real. We all want to be King Robert. I want to be Queen Danny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boys. So you want to be a hot hey. chick. Our life has been pretty easy. Other than the rape i wouldn't say easy <laughs> the rape and the <laughs> moving around <laughs> i would not say easy so by the way i uh i need to let you guys know i uh when i was at the liquor store yeah. today picking up my beautiful espalon uh i picked up a mega millions ticket so get ready nice get ready if we win waste not the money at all you know what jake you're you are uninvited to our initial lottery yes. uh winning party Vegas. you know what here's the deal Mega Millions, you pick the numbers, right? You can. You can pick the numbers in any lottery. You pick the numbers, I, right. I went right, random. Right. I went completely random. How much did you spend? How much did I spend? Um, How much did you spend on the ticket? Just, two bucks? Yeah. Anytime you want to buy Mega Millions, just give me two bucks. If your numbers land, I'll be your slave for the rest of life. Do whatever you say. Give you any amount of money that's in my bank account and just be your bitch. Yeah, but that's not as satisfying as winning, like enough money to never have to worry about money ever again yeah but at least you're keeping the money in the family because you're just throwing two dollars in the trash in the garbage and you could have a human slave in this day and age that's not well let's be real jake, jake you're the last jake, if i win I mega millions in the history of world <laughs> jake would make a great jake slave would make the worst slave I'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like all right jake do this and he'd be like why why should i do that it's like because you're a fucking slave just do it Disagree I mean, ask your dad. If I accept my fate, I don't ask questions. Exactly. I mean, Jake, the thing is, is if I win $300 million, you're my slave anyway. So. Disagree. I've got principles right now. As your slave, I have no principles. I've got principles. I'd find, we're going to get a written contract. Oh my God. <laughs> That's money in my pocket. And I'm just going to spend $4. On, I'm going to spend two for you and then two on my own Mega Million ticket. So I hit twice. Mm, I might need like a thousand dollar lifetime minimum on this yeah. risk. <laughs> I need to get my return. <laughs> you have no return. You're a slave. <laughs> oh man! Alrighty. Well, so there's some pretty good topics there today. Um, we, uh, I, I did want to point out that we do just spring these topics on ourselves. Like we do not plan these topics ahead of time. We usually just say the topics and get our gut feeling. So. Checking on facts, uh, I would definitely put that to the wayside. We're not exactly the smartest people in art, zombies, or what else are we talking about? Oh, women. Definitely zombies. We're definitely <laughs> the smartest people we know in zombies. <laughs> and women. <laughs> definitely not. Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. And as always, I'm right and these two are wrong. So there you go. <laughs> Later, baby. Thank you. Bye.